What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Zara Sports Free For All, a podcast about health, fitness, sports, and a whole lot of rants. I am your host, Alex. Yo soy Alessi. Cue the music. Yeah, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, and today I have a very, very interesting special guest in Preston. He's a retired stuntman based out of Austin, Texas. Preston has been a part of projects uh, including Marvel and DC and other stuff as such as One Tree Hill. So I'm extremely excited for this episode because uh, I, I want to know about life as a stuntman. Uh, true story. I've always, you know, it's just something cool. So in the back of my mind, like I, obviously we all grew up watching movies, but I was like, man, it must be so freaking cool like to be the stuntman doing all the fun stuff. And <laughs> uh, But maybe I just wasn't built for it. I didn't, I didn't get too far with that endeavor. I did, however, play a lot of uh, stuntman on PS2 and, and uh, I did beat that video game, but uh, I think this conversation yeah. with Preston <laughs> is going to be a lot more interesting than that. So, Preston, welcome aboard, man. Thank you for hanging out with us today. How are you? What's up, brother? I'm yeah. uh, actually from Austin, Texas, so I'm glad to be here with you and everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk. We were talking a little bit offline there, so uh, we were talking about kind of catching up with the weather, kind of catching up with how your day was. Uh, so, yeah, Austin, still pretty hot over there, huh? Definitely. We got down to 94 today and we were celebrating. I'm jealous, man. I'm oh, jealous. Yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had a lot of days of 100 for sure. Yeah. We, we got a little bit of the heat wave up here in New Jersey, but uh, it's kind of all over now. We, we're definitely feeling the fall vibes, drinking our pumpkin, pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Preston, I'm, I'm going to get this underway over here. Um, this episode is based around, obviously, health, fitness, and sports. So, as we get underway here and get to know you a little bit better, I have a couple of questions for you. So question number one is, uh, I want you to name one obstacle that, you, that you've overcome this week. So obstacles that I overcome, and I always try to tell, tell my clients, because I do sports psychology as a sports right. therapist, and I like to say, accomplish what you need to accomplish that day, and take it day by day. So if I nail that workout routine, and I get it in after a hard day's work, then that's what I'm excited about that day, and move on. So I accomplish little things every single day, and that builds. Yeah, yeah, so small tasks. I, I just take it day by day. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. So not necessarily one thing, but just making sure you tackle those small things that eventually add up. Be proud when you do the one thing and then worry about tomorrow. Chipping away at it. I like it. I like it. All right. So with that said, give us a highlight of your past week then. Man, um, well, besides the heat, mm -hmm. um, I'm finishing my dissertation to get my PhD. So I'm at the tail end of that. So Whoa. that's definitely um, taking a lot of time. Very interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. No, Dr. I'm Preston, awesome. huh? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's actually, I'm doing it on um, gender equality in sports. So okay. it's a very fascinating topic for sure. Oh, and wow. then uh, transitioning to be a sports psychologist. So I'm defending my dissertation now. So that's right there taking up all my time right now. I hear you. I hear you, man. Keeping busy, huh? Yeah. Wow. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Finishing up the PhD. I'm, I'm currently working on, on my master's. So I, I understand being busy with all that stuff and, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, MBA. So, been, okay, awesome. yeah, yeah. I want, I want to keep growing this thing, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Preston, tell us, uh, where, where are you originally from? I know you, you're, you're currently in Austin. Where are you, where are you originally from? So like everyone else in Hollywood, I'm from California. Um, I actually <laughs> grew up in Newport beach, California. Um, everyone from California is now moving to Austin. So everyone hates it here. Like, Oh, the California 
Fortunately, I'm one of those people, but yeah, um, yeah grew up in California, uh, played basketball throughout my uh, younger days. Right. I um, was going to go to San Diego State and ruptured my Achilles. So that was <sighs> kind of my transition into, okay, maybe we should step away from um, basketball and maybe try something else. And that's kind of where I transitioned into sports. But Very at cool. a younger age, I was I acted and I did stuff as a child. So I kind of knew that area a little well. So it was a, it was an easier transition, but basketball was was my thing growing up. I mean, I love basketball, yeah. so and I love watching it still. All right, all right. So I guess, I guess that that answers my my second question. That favorite sport was you. So you would say that that's basketball, huh? Basketball for sure. Yeah, man, awesome. What position did you play? I was a so probably I should have been a point guard from the yeah. height. I'm six foot, so mm-hmm. I'm little, but um, shooting guard. Okay. Yeah. 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 But that, that was like before you, I mean, you're, you're 38, I'm kind of calling you out here. You're 38. So yeah. 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 No, that was a, that, you remember and one and the professor. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff? That was yeah, that era. That, that was a great era. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Basketball was, was fun was back playing. then. Yeah. Actually was, I was a, I shaved a Nike swoosh in the back of my head. As a kid. <laughs> and then every day I would have my mom colored in with random colors. Oh my day. goodness. But, uh, I was all about and one and all that street ball and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I actually um there's a very good documentary on uh, on and one actually have you seen it? I need it? to watch it. I, I know the professor put one out. I need to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very it's a very good um documentary. Definitely catch catch up on it. Um, all right. So favorite sport basketball. Let's talk about your favorite athlete then. What's your favorite athlete? Who is your favorite well, athlete? I retired for a few years, but it's got to be Ginobili. Mono Ginobili from the San Antonio. Oh, get out of here! Really? Growing up, he was my man. But um, Spurs are now kind of burnt down. So. I love uh, Curry and Golden State. I'm on that bandwagon of just enjoying them playing ball. And, they are quite the you know, team that, to watch. That's, that's a, yeah, and that's the kind of stuff I love. So I love three point shooting. So Curry fits right in there. But yeah, Manu. I huh? the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Manu, Manu had a he, he he had a quirky gameplay. You know, lefty kind of could finish oh, yeah. at the rim. You would you really really didn't know what to expect when he was driving to the rim. Crazy and so awful sometimes, but so genius in others. So. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, Manu. Oh, that's a first, huh? What's yeah. your basketball team? I don't. You know what? I, I'm just such a big basketball fan. But growing up, obviously, I, I grew up in New York, and so I was like a, a huge Knicks fan. You know, watching that Allen Houston team, like Spreewell, Chris Childs, uh, you know, all those great point guards, Patrick Ewing. Yeah, and um, I got a little bit older, um, and then I started paying attention to a lot of Team Mac down in Orlando. Um, then I started riding the Kobe wave heavy, um, and I just loved his tenacity. Kind of like followed him ever since. Um, you know, I, I I feel like he dethroned um, Team Mac for a little bit there because uh, they, they that, that was a good rivalry they had for like maybe a couple seasons, uh, but then Team Mac just got hurt, and then uh, that's how I just started following Kobe heavy. And uh, Kobe has been my favorite player ever since I was like 13 years old. So what's yeah. your, what's your team now? Um, like I said, I don't. I don't he'll be the next. So no, no. Oh my goodness, I can't. You know what? I'd be embarrassed to say that. Um, <laughs> you know, I I do like watching Golden State. Um, because of the, they're just a fun team to watch. Like watching all those yeah. threes going, just watching Curry. It, it is it is exciting basketball. It really is actually. So I mean, I, I, yeah, I ride the bandwagon. I like I like watching Golden State. <laughs> I gotta admit it. Yeah, very cool. So you mentioned there a little bit about your 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 past there, how you kind of grew up as a, as a child actor. So let's let's kind of segue into that and and bring that forth here. So you, you became a stuntman because you were you were kind of like a, a child actor. Give us a little bit of insight on that. Yeah. So um, I kind of. 
I uh, went to a lot of different high schools because I was, I was a basketball player and trying to get scouted and recruited and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I ended up going to a private school when I graduated and they had quite a bit of actors and actresses there and wealthier people and kind of got into that mingle. And I spent some time in England doing a show. And so um, kind of got into just a little bit as a kid and kind of liked it, but it was always second to basketball and then basketball all of a sudden was no more. So I figured, hey, I'll go out to this set and try this thing on a movie called Cabin Fever, see right. how it goes. And then um, it started as, okay, you're a stand-in, and now you can be the double, and then it just went right into stunts. So mm, okay. throughout my career, I've done photo double work. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. And I just want to quickly announce that we finally have our affiliation partnership with Eat Clean Bro. So if you head on over to ZaraSports.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, you're going to see our banners that we have for Eat Clean Bro. All right, you're going to go ahead and set up your account. Or you can just head on over to EatCleanBro.com and use discount code ZARO10. That's Z-A-R-O-1-0 for 10% off. All right. Back to the program, guys. Um, stand-in work and stunts and all those kind of work together. And um, when you don't have stunt work, you can still use those others to consistently have an income. Yeah. Which is important in this business because we don't always have a work, especially especially as a stuntman, you don't always have work. So you need to be able to do other stuff consistently to have a good income. Yeah, no, that's super interesting. And like life as a stuntman is definitely uh wow. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Definitely something to, to uh, you know, we, we don't usually think about it that way, uh, kind of like the, the other end of it. Um, so tell us about like a, like a schedule, like a typical day. I'm, 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 I'm kind of just throwing stuff out here now. I'm, I'm, you got me wondering, what, what does a yeah. typical day for, for a stuntman look like? So when I was 20, it's different than when I was in my late 30s. So okay. uh, late 30s, I'm going to go back a couple years when I was working. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assessing injury when I wake up. Something hurts. But mm-hmm. what hurts the most and whatever hurts the most is what I'm treating in the morning. So I'm on a heating pad or I'm, I'm putting ice or I'm on the foam roller or whatever I need to do just to get that day going. And that's that's the pain I have. So we need to avoid something that causes that pain for that day. Again, back to the take it day by day. Situation. Right, right. But um, when you're on set, I think uh, and I'm going to ask you, what what do you assume a stuntman? You would you would assume they're adrenaline junkie, right? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're an adrenaline junkie. Um, To me, like a, a stuntman is kind of like waiting until that that scene like all right let's get in scene three boom you're in all right boom no that's not good enough let's do it over do, no not good enough do it over and then you get you you kind of like getting tossed around so much and that's probably where the stuntmen probably take a huge brunt of their uh the injuries from so that's what i mean that's what everyone says it's adrenaline junkie and that's yeah. a great answer but for us who and i've had such a longevity at it you're trying not to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You're out there. If, I'm not scared of heights, so I'm fine doing that. I'm fine doing a lot of stuff. But when I am about to do a stunt, I'm calculating how not to get hurt, how to do it correctly. Right. That's part of the and art. Yeah. And if something goes wrong, how to hurry up and get out of a bad position. Mm-hmm. Or like if you're taking a punch and if I take a punch and that actor accidentally hits me, if I fall to the ground and start crying, why am I, why is there a stuntman? I can just have an actor. <laughs> so if I get hit, I got to continue on with the scene. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, I mean, adrenaline junkies, maybe that's how some people get into it because, you know, the fearless and all that stuff. But you cannot have that crazy mentality going into stunts, longevity and stay healthy. Yeah. So you're just trying not to get hurt. And how we make the money is when we're healthy. Right. So right. If, if we're gimpy, if we break our leg, we uh, you can't do stunts. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you're out of you're out of work. So, you, I mean, safe, safe and healthy is number one. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, so you mentioned that, and obviously, like we're we're gonna get into a little bit of that that, that pain management side. Uh, your days were different in your late thirties as opposed to like your twenties. So, w- w- would you say that you were like a little more careless in your in your in your twenties? Sure, um, less experienced, but my body was just younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of lifespans for stuntman they probably don't really get to an elite level until like twenty to thirty or twenty eight to thirty. Okay. And then they can get to 40. But when you when you're putting in the years of 20 to almost 40, the body's gonna get beat the hell up. And um, mm. I did a lot of practical stunts, which is if I got hit by a car, I got hit by a car. Oh you know, if I'm okay. set on fire or if I'm jumping down a building, I'm jumping down a building. Wow. But I didn't do a lot of wire work. And um I did do wire work with a DC project and um it went a little wrong and it really jacked up my back, and that was my first very at the end of my career, but the biggest injury that I had to overcome. Yeah. And man, when your back's hurt. That's like, <laughs> I'll tear you down. That's like my, th- I mean, I've had a lot of injuries, but the back was definitely the worst. So they just pile on throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where pain management comes in. So when you're 20, you're not worried about pain management. Right. You're worried about getting out there. You're young. You're When you get older, you're like, okay, I'm old. And there's a 20 year old you know, waiting for me to get hurt to get back on there. So I need to make money. I'm old and there's a younger kid that can do it cheaper. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's a little different mentality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. I could definitely see that now. Wow. So is that what kind of prompted you to kind of kind of like that, that next evolution in your, in your uh, career here, just transitioning from stuntman to now you're doing, are you doing uh physiotherapy? So I'm actually going, I'm going to be a, a sports psychologist. Okay. So sports psychology. Home. So, um, yeah, so I obviously with that much school, you got to plan quite a bit ahead. So I've been in school for a decade, but, you know, sitting in the movie trailers and sitting in where everyone's having fun and sitting there with a book, luckily online learning had developed and you can do it on on the go and do all that kind of stuff. But um, the transition is because I was a professional athlete. So who better to serve a professional athlete than one that knows what's going on? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the mindset so different with a professional athlete and what they have to deal with, not only pain management, but if you're a football player in the NFL, you're going to put everything aside to be that football player. That is number one. That is how you're great at that sport. Yeah. But what about all the other aspects of your life that are like thrown to the side? What about all the training and the pain and how you're dealing with all that stuff? The common folk doesn't can't relate to that. Yeah. And it, it's hard to, especially when you're dealing with mental it's hard to for them to open up. And we see a lot of athletes, especially male athletes, coming out and talking about mental health, which is amazing. But yeah. We didn't have As of late, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And online, a lot of people are doing therapy from home, which is amazing. So it's, it's kind of, I just wanted to bring the experience that I had and my beat up body, because I can't do anything with my body, but I can do everything with my brain. So it's kind of just transferring that experience over. Yeah. So what what was that injury that you that you encountered that that last injury that you mentioned that that back injury how how did it occur? Yeah, so um it was it was a bad wire work and the wire just malfunctioned and I ended up getting slammed on the ground. One hit or one hip hit the ground and kind of moved the spine. Wow. Okay. And, um I just tore a ton of muscles in my back. And I I I, I tell the story but uh a stunt it was my I didn't work with this crew. So it was a DC crew. I'm not mm-hmm. part of that family. So I was um, just there for the day and the stunt coordinator came up and he said, Hey, you good? And I waited four seconds and I said, yeah, I'm good. And I got up and I finished the day and right. I went to the hotel room and cried as a grown ass man for hours because I was in so much freaking pain. Wow. I can't but even imagine that. Yeah. That, 
I can't tell him that because one, I'm trying to prove myself to this new crew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a whole different world, DC and Marvel. And also, I'm out of a job. So <laughs> it's so excruciating pain that they had no idea what happened. But I mean, I'm flying back to Texas and I'm jacked up. Yeah. And that's something we either have to disguise and also learn how to move around and, um, you know, work. Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, that, 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 that's kind of like a, an unfortunate event, huh? Um, cause I can't imagine being under so much pain. I, I've personally tore both my, my ACLs, uh, while I was in the service. Um, and, and like after the surgery, the recovery is, is excruciating. Like sometimes without the painkillers, I mean, that could be excruciating. And, and I know sometimes like it did bring me to tears. So I can only imagine like you describing that and how you just kind of like went back to your room and, and like actually had to let the tears down because of the pain. I can, <laughs> I can only imagine. Goodness. Wow. I will. Um, and I'll ask you this too. And a lot of athletes, when they injure something, say I injure my Achilles and that's a year of progress of just. Yeah. That, that's another tough injury. Yeah. Achilles but, is no um, joke. How do you not overcompensate? How do you not over? So you you that is true. Have to hurt that foot, so now you're overcompensating the other side. And if you do that, you're going to jack something else on that other side. And your mind's going. You're, you're not even actively doing it, but your mind's doing it to protect yourself. Hundred percent mindset. You know, hundred percent. And, and you mentioned that, and that is exactly why I ended up tearing both ACLs. Like once you tear one ACL, like the the probability of tearing the other the one. Same. Huh. They weren't at the same time. They weren't at the same time. No, there was, was one after the other. Um, but once you tear one, and I'm sure like a lot of muscle groups are probably like the same, uh, you know, it's probably like the same likelihood. It's about like 70 to 80 percent chance that you're going to tear the opposite side with something like a ligament uh, on the extremities, like the elbows and the, and the knees. Uh, so I was overcompensating. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I should not have gotten back to the action that I was doing because I was not fully recovered. And, and mentally I wasn't ready for it either. Because like you said, we just kind of like doing it un- uh, unconsciously. And so I, I took a jump and I landed wrong and I put all my weight on one side to avoid the opposite one. And like, just like you said, we we're overcompensating and then you kind of jack up the other side and then you don't just, even know you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So is that what you're kind of working on now where you're helping athletes kind of get through that, that mental aspect of it? Yeah. And then any kind of, any kind of sports related stuff, but definitely the mental aspect and, um, you know, dealing with grown men who sometimes have problems admitting they need help with mental illness yeah. or dealing with athletes that are just naturally tough guys, or if yeah. they're not tough guys, their exterior is tough and they, they have to break through that too. But the things that athletes go through the pain and the training and the sacrifices they make in life. And if you're talking about someone who made the NFL, they didn't just make the NFL out of college. They started when they were a kid. And for 30 years, they spent their whole life to be in the NFL. Yeah. So that's that's sacrifice no one else knows. Absolutely. sacrifice I can at least relate to at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how, what are you looking to do with this new kind of like this new uh, endeavor here? How, how far? Where, where do you see yourself going with this? Um, I think just with psychology, just doing the normal psychologist stuff. I mean, just taking on clients and doing general um, clinical psychology and therapy. Um, I live by UT, so it'd be awesome to you know, get on a football field or basketball court and yeah. kind of deal with athletes one-on-one. And I think with um, online now, you can probably deal with athletes as well. Sports, being a sports psychologist is pretty new to actually specialize in that as a psychologist. So yeah. it's um, there's not a lot of people just don't don't know. And I think if you can maybe get into that little hub of UT and kind of, you know, get your, uh, your, your number out there and get your connections out there. Maybe you can work with that, but that'd be cool to kind of work with a team for sure. 
Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's such a small world. One of, one of my clients, she actually uh, just made it to UT. She's a, she's a tennis player. So she graduated high school. She was rated number one in all of New Jersey. And so she got picked up by UT. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, she just turned 17. She's probably going to turn 18 real soon. Um, but yeah, amazing athlete. And, and you, you mentioned UT is it's just a small word. I mean, if, if you ever come across her, it'd be <laughs> what a coincidence, huh? Uh, all their sports are top notch. So yeah. that's, that's great for her. Yeah. Super great. Uh, all right. So, you know, Preston, I kind of want to go through a grab bag of, of things that I, I just kind of some some of these questions that I, that I was thinking about. And I, and I'm going to revert back to kind of your your uh, your, your career as a stunt man. Like what was your most memorable, uh, I guess, scene or, or, or stunt that you performed? Um, I think the most memorable individual um, stunt was a bridge scene where a limousine went over a bridge. There was a lot of underwater stuff, which was brand new to me. And uh, we did we we shot the bridge all in one take with multiple cameras and everything. But right. then a lot of the underwater stuff was in a studio, um, where 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 it's like a massive tank. Ah, okay, so okay. Not, like actually in the lake. Oh wow, tank. yeah. But, but I'm not in scuba gear. I'm not in any of that. So you have to you have to learn how to you know breathe. You have to learn how to hold your breath and kind of function and kind of. And then all this, all the mental stuff that you're trying to think, okay, I need to do this to survive just to get through this scene. But then I also need to know what to do as a stuntman to do it. Um, I think that was so cool. That was, it was a crucial part of um, that show at that time. Yeah. And uh, it was just such a cool event. But I would say, like, favorite stunts is getting hit by a car just because <laughs> you have a fraction of a second to when that car hits your leg to when you have to go. And that and so you got to trust that driver, you got to trust you, and you have a fraction of a second. If you miss it, you're going to break something. Oh, my goodness. And, and, and we just, I do that so many times that it's just, it's so mathematical almost in your mind that you have right. to get it exact. So that's where adrenaline doesn't go in. You don't want to be an adrenaline junkie in that moment. You want to be a very smart, I'm Calculated. not going to get hit by a freaking car today. You know, so as soon as it grazes your leg, you have to be in that motion. So it, that, that would be the cognition of, you know, getting into the zone of the stunt and not jittery adrenaline. Wow. So I'm trying to like paint a picture here. So like I'm, I'm the driver here. So I get in my car. You're going to perform the stunt. You're going to get hit by the driving car. So I'm driving. Am I stopping? Am I, am I just like full force, like just going through? How, how Walk us through that a oh. little bit. Okay. Um, most... I would say majority of stunt crews in a show or a movie, they've all worked with each other at one point or another. They all work with each other all the time. Mm -hmm. So you have that trust going and the okay. car is going to have a starting point and you're going to have a point where you are, whether you're walking across the street, whether you're hitting a mark. So they know exactly where those two marks are, where they're starting and they're going to go at a certain speed. They could possibly go a little faster before, but it really it's a certain speed. So you need to know that speed. But then when you're, um, when you're about to get hit. So if you're like on the, your, your knees about the graze, Right there, like the car has got to get right there to your knees, grazed to where you're rolling. You're rolling on the car. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it's like roll. it's a calculated speed, a little tap, and then you kind of just roll it, over the car. But if you're missing, I you see. go flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. So it, oh it, my goodness, it's a lot of trust in, yeah. in other people. But if the great thing with major or big budget film or TV is those are the best people to be with. If something goes wrong, they're, they got the best people around you. Wow. And it's the safest position. If you're going to do stunts, it's the safest way to go. Very cool. Very cool. 
All right. No, I, I, I needed to get that answer. Yeah, that, uh, that's awesome. That, that sounds so freaking cool. Uh, again, it's, it's like something that, you know, as kids, we're like, wow, that must be so freaking awesome. And, and, and yeah, it's just kind of it's, it's a huge pleasure talking to you and bringing you on, on board for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Preston, where can everyone find you on social media? So I am just on Instagram. Okay. Stunt.beast got a good following, good engagement on there. And I'm definitely just talking to everyone who uh, hits me up. I'm always there to share some knowledge. Definitely Instagram. I just released a YouTube video called Five Things I Wish I Knew Before I Was a Stuntman, which is a pretty cool video. I saw yeah. that. I, I saw well, I saw, I saw the intro to it. I saw the little the little yeah, teaser you put yeah. on your page. Looks and really good. I, I gotta do, check it out. I do, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's only like three minutes, so it doesn't take up much of your time. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you can check me out on Cameo, which I'm dirt cheap and I do shout outs and I love doing them. I love reaching out to fans, and that's a great way to do it. Okay. So how can they find you on Cameo? Just uh just um, you can either go to my uh, IG and go to my link tree, or okay. you can go to cameo.com and put in my name, or you can Google my name, and I think Cameo pops up in the top three search results. So, so if they wanted to Google your name, what would they type in? Preston? Preston Corbell. Corbell. Yep. And everything's yeah. pop up there. So Sweet. Yeah, very cool. All right, so I'll make sure I leave all those in the show notes for everyone to be able to click and check your stuff out. And I am actually going to go check out that YouTube video about the five yeah, things. Please. So before we, ch- uh, we we close off here, what do you remember those five things off the top of your head? I do not remember them off the top of my head. You had to ask me that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember them off the top of my head. But I uh, will say they are worth noting, so you should check out the video. Yeah, yeah no, I, I definitely will. <laughs> I definitely will after that. And I recommend everyone listening check it out as well. Preston, it's been a huge pleasure, man. I mean, I was super excited to talk about the uh, the stuntman career and kind of like listen to some insight and listen to some some listen to you recall some of the memories. So, uh, no, yeah. I definitely appreciate thank, it. Thank you for having me, and thank you for your audience for listening to me. Absolutely. All right, Preston. With that, we are going to depart. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will catch you on the next episode. Peace. <laughs> Porque tengo los millones, 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 porque tengo